is Lesson 28. Above all else, I want to see things differently. We will be right back to ease into today's lesson after we acknowledge our sponsor, Anchor. And we're back. Above all else, I want to see things differently. Today, we are really giving specific application to the idea for yesterday, which was above all else I want to see. In these practice periods, you will be making a series of debt a series of definite commitments. The question of whether you will keep them in the future is not our concern here. If you are willing to at least make them now, you have started on the way to keeping them, and we are still at the beginning. You may wonder why it is important to say, for example, above all else, I want to see this table differently. Ah, so... Above all else, I want to see things differently. When I first read this, it was, in my mind, situations rather than items. But it's using an item for an example, so it's both, I guess. But above all else, I want to see this table differently. In itself, it is not important at all. Yet what is by itself what things are important by themselves. And what does in itself mean? You see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you are not seeing at all. You either see or not. And if we are seeing them as separate things, we're missing something. When you have seen one thing differently, you will see all things differently. The light you will see in any one of them is the same light you will see in all of them. If you remember a few lessons back, the lesson was saying that when you begin to have your vision restored, when you're looking at something, you may see a, a quick flash of light around it. So this, this is what this is referring to as well. The light you will see in any one of them is the same light you will see in them all. When you say, above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are making a commitment to withdraw your preconceived ideas about the table and open your mind to what it is and what it is for. A you're withdrawing your preconceived ideas about what the table is and open your mind to what it is for. And that brings me back to lesson 25, where it said, I do not know what anything is for. And it used the example of a telephone. We think we know what a telephone is for. We think it is so that we can talk to somebody who's not in our immediate vicinity. But the real question is, why do you want to reach that person? So maybe the real question is about this table what it is what is it for not just to set things on or to sit by but what is the real purpose of it you are defining it in past terms you are asking what it is rather than telling it what it is 
You are not binding its meaning to your tiny experience of tables, nor are you limiting its purpose to your little personal thoughts. You remember in another lesson there was uh, talking about a cup. I do not know what anything is for was the lesson. And it's like, if you, d if you never saw a cup before, if you never saw a table before, you wouldn't know what it's for. So this is what it's asking us to do, to step back and release all of our learned ideas. <clears throat> and that way we won't be limiting the purpose of whatever we're looking at to our previous experiences. Continuing, you will not question what you have already defined. So if we already decide, oh yeah, I know what a table's for, then we're not going to question it. Then our minds are closed rather than open for new thoughts or ideas or information. And the purpose of these exercises is to ask questions and receive the answers. In saying, above all else, I want to see this table differently, you are committing yourself to seeing. It is not an exclusive commitment. It is a commitment that applies to the table just as much to anything else, neither more nor less. So if I'm looking at this table and I'm saying, above all else, I want to see this table differently, then as I look across the room, I can say, above all else, I want to see that rug differently. And I'm wondering, you know, what do they have in common? They have in common the light that they're created of, for one thing. Let's continue and see. You could, in fact, gain wisdom, gain vision just from that table if you would withdraw all your own ideas from it and look upon it with a completely open mind. It has something to show you, something beautiful and clean and of infinite value, full of happiness and hope, Hidden under all your ideas about it is its real purpose, the purpose it shares with all the universe. In using the table as a subject for applying the idea for today, you are therefore really asking to see the purpose of the universe. The table and the rug have the same purpose as the universe. And the chair and the dog, and the fly, and the light. You will be making this same request of each subject that you use in the practice periods. And you are making a commitment to see to each of them to let its purpose be revealed to you instead of placing your own judgment upon it. We will have six two-minute practice periods today in which the idea for the day is stated first and then applied to whatever you see about you. Not only should the subjects be chosen randomly, but each one should be accorded equal sincerity as today's idea is applied to it in an attempt to acknowledge the equal value of them all in their contribution to your seeing. As usual, the applications should include the name of the subject your eyes happen to light on, and you should rest your eyes on it while saying, above all else, I want to see this thing differently. Each application should be made quite slowly and as thoughtfully as possible.
there is no hurry. This lesson is so powerful to begin to understand that this table, this rug, this lamp, all of these things have the same meaning, the purpose. It shares its purpose with the universe. Today, I wish you a day of awareness. Many blessings. Namaste.